TPM listeners, and welcome to the TPM podcast. That, of course, stands for Theology of Plain Men. Uh, we are a group of ordinary guys who, you know, you, typically we say it's a, you know, it's a perspective on theological issues from people who aren't necessarily uh, explicitly theological folks. Although today is unique. Uh, because I'm joined by the one and only David Nelson. What's up, David? Hey, what's going on? And David and I are the two, I, I, I'll say it, we're the two professional Christians. We, we are. We, we are. We are compensated I, yeah. uh, to do to do churchy things. Yeah. Uh, I, of course, being a worship leader, David. Uh, pastoral w- resident. Pastoral. And I officially got resident. certified. In this last week too, because I graduated from seminary. So, ooh, yeah. So ooh, there's ooh, like a certification ooh. that I now own, and yeah, You're a so, certified professional Christian. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, but yeah, no. Uh, okay, so, David, mm. it is it is Minnesota, mm-hmm. and we live nine months out of the year. Uh, in the dark, you could say, um, where pigs fly. Uh, weeping, gnashing of teeth, hell frozen mm. over, some might say. Yeah, that sounds accurate. Um, but there are the few months where it is beautiful and it is worth enduring the frozen tundra. It's true. For summertime. And we are coming around to summertime, David. We are. Uh, what What is your like vibe with like how you know it's summer? Like, what is your kind of like, as soon as this thing happens, it feels like summer. Mm. Like, like, what is that for you? Like, for me, it's like I get outside, I start flipping them patties mm. on the grill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. that's it for me. Yeah, I've I've maybe a weird one, um, but for me, I can usually tell when we're transitioning from the hellscape of winter into a somewhat more stable and livable condition when the smell of spring comes in when you're driving. I don't know. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but you can like finally roll down your windows and you can kind of like inhale spring and you get like the flowers blooming and I don't know. That's kind of what I can tell. Of course, I'm in shorts and flip flops right now, so that's another this dead giveaway true. that this is this is happening soon. For some of us, the smell of spring is our own mucus and bloody noses because we have oh, allergies. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's fun. But it is spring. It is almost summer. Uh, yeah. It's a good feeling around Minnesota, but yeah. that's not what we're here to talk about, David. Uh, what are we here to talk about today? Well, today we're going to talk more about spiritual disciplines, and we're going to continue in our little series on that. And today we're talking about what does it look like for Christians in particular to pace themselves, or the the terminology that you and I came up with, Zach, was this idea of being intentional with your time. Um, so this idea of like, you know, I brought up first Corinthians 1031, you know, the famous verse where it's whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And so, you know, for us as believers, the question is like, how do we, how do we discipline our time well and be intentional with our time well and in a way that glorifies God? Yeah. Uh, some, some hooligan of, of TPM, I don't know who it was, uh, titled this one in our authoritative spreadsheet, uh, they said, uh, what does it say? Spiritual disciplines. What is episode five? It says pace of life. Yeah. And David and I show up and we're like, what is pace of life? Mean? <laughs> uh, so that's where we came up with. We this. promise we're prepared. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. it's, 
you know, yeah, as prepared as we ever <laughs> normally are. But uh, that that is where I think the discussion seems like it's maybe most useful is in the idea of being intentional because um, life generally is a marathon, mm. uh, and you need to you need to be focused on where you're spending your time. But when we talked about pace of life, the first thing that came to my brain was the idea of uh, slowing down mm, your life, which yeah. which is is the natural challenge to the 20-something-year-old yeah. city slicker, yeah. which all of us of TPM yep. are. Even those of us who grew up uh, in hick-ish backgrounds, uh, I'm looking at you, Matt Omquist and Michael <laughs> Francis, uh, still have a pace of life, especially as you went through college, live in the city, yeah. uh, that is fast. Yep. A lot of people, the guys say, wow, you guys are sprinting mm-hmm. through life. Like maybe you should con- consider slowing down and smelling the roses every now and mm. again. Um, but as, as we kind of started to hash it out, I don't know that that's always the right answer to, to slow down what you're doing. Mm. I think maybe a better way to look at it is um, you know, you're in different circumstances in life mm-hmm. and maybe those circumstances dictate that you should speed it up, slow it down, use your time in a unique way. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah. Um, you know, the, uh, just in, in thinking about, you know, random scripture passages, actually the one verse or the one story that I was thinking about, uh, was, uh, in Exodus where you have this, um, really like peculiar and interesting interaction between Moses and his father-in-law. Um, and I, I think it's Jethro and Jethro comes in and he's seeing Moses judging all of the Israelites. And he basically just says, you're doing too much. Like you got to slow down. Like you got to like, you know, pass on some responsibilities to somebody else. Otherwise you're basically going to overexert yourself to the point of like, you know, whatever death, like, and, I don't know, stress impacts your health problems, so it certainly could be. But, you know, so I'm thinking about something like that. Or you can think about, like, Proverbs, like what we were saying, where it's like, you know, some of you need to take the lesson from the ant who just, like, continues working hard and is not sluggish in what they do. So I, I think you're right. I think it's a, I think it's a tricky balance, and I think it requires a certain amount of, I don't want to say introspection, but certainly, like, self-examination to ask, like, what, you know, where am I at right now in life and can I take on more or is it a situation where I should be maybe offloading some things from my own life? Right. And the first thing that kind of came to mind was what my pace of life was like when I was in college. Oh, yeah. Was that a car outside? Yeah, it sounds like somebody's drag racing in your neighborhood. Jeepers. Okay. Sorry. Ashley's revving the engine outside. <laughs> yeah, I guess my wife bought a motorcycle. <laughs> um, okay, so here's what comes to mind for me. Um, when we were in college, uh, you know, the phrase is burning the candle at both ends. Yep. I didn't burn the candle at both ends. I threw that candle into a, a, a bonfire, <laughs> right? Like... There, I I remember one year I had um, yeah. What were all of your responsibilities at one point? So the I think the most wild year I had uh, would have been probably my junior year. Um, so on Monday night I worked like so. So Monday yeah. night I I you know I had a job. I was a teaching assistant and I would work to like ten p.m. or whatever. Uh, and then I would come home, do homework, wake up early to get to class the next day. 
In what in what department were you a teaching assistant? In? Computer science. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. anything cool. It okay. was I sat in a computer lab while people struggled to do programming. <laughs> but it required a lot of work, right? Yeah, it, it, it was. I had I couldn't like do other things while yeah. I was there, right? So, yeah. uh, and then it was Tuesday night. I had Bible study, mm-hmm. and then Wednesday night we had shift, uh, which was our large group meeting of the student group that we were in, where I didn't. I was not an attender of shift. Uh, from my freshman year through my senior year, yep. I worked shift. I was either doing tech or I was on stage doing music. Yep. And my junior year, I was on stage doing music every single week. And I was the one showing up early to set up and do teardown. So I did set up, teardown, and music every single week, every Wednesday. There's probably a week. worship team practice in there somewhere too, right? And, uh, on Sundays. Yep, yeah. that was Sunday. Yeah. Uh, every Sunday, I might add. And yeah. I was also doing set up and teardown for that. Yep. <laughs> um, and then on Thursdays, Thursdays, I got discipled. Yeah. So that I, I remember I would meet with my discipler on Thursdays. Um, and then Fridays, that was, that was my social day, uh, which was usually... Friday or Saturday was filled with some event for yep. our student group that yep. we were part of. And I didn't miss a single one, <laughs> I would venture to guess. Uh, so I I didn't have time to breathe. It, let's not forget, I was a student. I was not. Yeah, what was your major, Zach? I was an aerospace engineer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was rocket science. Yeah. Um, I wasn't like, you know, the perfect student, but I. I did okay, right? I still did all my homework. I had to do all this stuff. Um, and I, you know, I was dating my then girlfriend, now wife, so I have to yep. commit to that. I still have all these other friendships that I'm committed to doing that stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I was living at a pace that should that have continued forever would have probably been unhealthy. But when I think back to, I, I go through this whole spiel, not to say like that I'm the greatest person of all time because I was able to accomplish all these things, not the point. But every single thing I did, I don't regret that pace that I was living at one bit. I don't regret it a bit. And I think it was actually the right way for me to live because what else what else was i going to do mm. right like i yeah. still had, i still had time in there where i was reading my bible i still had time in there where i was meditating reflecting like i still had time where i did that stuff yeah um but like that that's that's kind of where i come to is what else would i've been spending my time on that would have been any more fruitful mm. and i don't i didn't at that point i didn't have other weighing commitments in my life that required more you know excess time than i was giving them i didn't have a kid like i do now i didn't have a house where i had to do a job a certain way to provide for that and for my family those burdens weren't on me so i had freedom to to move and do all these things that did kingdom work yeah and that were beneficial like i i believe that that's true so that's kind of where I keep going back to. But then, you know, carrying that forward, the pace of, if I, I can't do that now, yeah. right? I, I can't live at that pace now. And, and in some ways, the word pace maybe isn't the right word to use uh, because in some ways I am still living at that same pace, but it's the way I structure those things is a lot different. Yeah. Yeah. Because basically what life is now is I, I do my, I go, I go to work 
um, and I come home. I go get Harper from daycare, and then I come home. And when I'm at home, that stretch of time, that glorious sliver of time from the time I get home till about 7 p.m., that's the only time I see Harper when mm. she's awake. That's what I get. Yeah. So I am all in yep. at, at that time. I almost never do anything other than family time yep. on any given day because I, I get three hours most days. Yeah. With Harper while she's awake. Yeah. And that's it. And then I get the weekends. But that that's the time I get. So that, if I'm being wise, that's what needs to demand my time. Yeah. So I think that's maybe the, the point of the discussion here that I'm going to make. My kind of main point is it's not necessarily about are you doing more? Are you doing less? Are you moving fast? Are you slowing down? It's more of there's a wisdom to understanding what God has called you to and the mm. things that he's put in your life. And that's probably, that's where I think the spiritual discipline comes in. Yeah. It's probably more of a, a wisdom discipline yeah. than anything else. Yeah. I, I think the discipline comes in listening to God and have, and again, being challenged by people in your life to understand this is the responsibilities I have. And this is what I'm going to do that will honor God in this way and this is what I'm going to do that's going to have kingdom purpose mm-hmm. um, and that's how I'm going to fill that time Yeah, um, and I'm going to structure my time that way and it's it's a wisdom decision Yeah, um, rather than just a, I'm going to do everything because I love all these things or I'm not going to do anything because I don't really feel like it like yeah. those are those are unwise ways to process the information Yeah, I don't know I just said a ton of things you gave me some yeah. yes some mm-hmm's what oh no, you, dude. We're 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 a Southern Baptist church over here on this microphone. So <laughs> I'm just giving you everything. Um, we're jiving. So no, what, what do you think? Hit me with it. No, I mean I I think you make a really good point because I think a lot of it does come down like your your pace, if we're gonna keep using that word, like your pace comes down to I, I think a lot of it is what your roles are. And I think you hit on that because in the sense you are an employee, you are a husband, you are a father, um, and then you're a follower of Christ, and so you have to you know, have time and and make room for these other spiritual disciplines. So I feel like a big part of that kind of self-assessment is like, what are, what are the roles that God has called me to, um, in this season and at this point in my life? Because, you know, you talked about like when you're a college student and you're a boyfriend as opposed to a husband and you're not a father as opposed to a father, like you have more free time and like you can set up and tear down at church services. You can, um, do worship team and do practices. You can um, participate in student events regularly and be a body there as a leader. Um, so I think it's just a lot of it depends on what what your roles are and what what you feel like God is calling you to. And you know, I think, um, and maybe this is maybe this is a funny verse to go to, but uh, uh, one of them I'm thinking about right now is coming from First Corinthians. Uh, I think it's in chapter seven where Paul's talking about marriage. Um, what am I saying? This isn't a weird one. This is this is actually a good example. But he talks about um, how both singleness and married life can be glorifying to God. Like, there's nothing... Maybe that's a quick sidetrack. There's nothing wrong or sinful or, like, you're incomplete if you're a, sin, or a single person. Like, you can still honor and glorify God in that way. And, in fact, Paul said it's actually better to be single. Like... He would, yeah, he says for him, in his case, it's yeah. better because he's able to do more for the kingdom. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so what I think Paul is giving us a principle to is like, you know, you have to assess 
like what your life decisions uh, and how like how are your life decisions going to impact your ability to be an influence in the world? Um, and I don't mean just like being an influencer. I mean, as you said, being an influencer for the kingdom of God, right. because like his point is like as a single person, like your husband or your spouse is Jesus and it it's just him. Like he is your sole focus. When you get married, you all of a sudden are like, Oh, I have to worry about my wife. I have to worry about my husband, you know, whatever that looks like. And so, yeah, I think, I think as far as like the spiritual discipline aspect of it goes, you and I, and people listening, like we have to discipline ourselves to ask what are the roles that God has given me and how can I perform these best with the time that I have? Yeah. And I even think like there's a, maybe even a more specific way we can talk about spending our time too, because it's not even just like, am I just sitting on my hands at home or am I like doing stuff? It's almost more like the, the stuff that weighs on you, the things that you kind of fill up your meter with are the stuff that takes intellectual and emotional investment. Mm-hmm. Like stuff that doesn't take that type of investment. Uh, like I, I truthfully don't think that that's burning, burning you down much. If yeah. you don't have to intellectually, excuse me, intellectually or emotionally invest, like that's, that's not really hurting you very much. Yeah. But like uh, being a father, that takes a hundred percent investment when I'm yeah. doing that action. Being a husband, that takes firm emotional intellectual investment. When I'm at my job, that takes strong mm. intellectual investment. When I'm doing things for worship team, that takes focused investment of my time. When I'm playing disc golf, that yeah. that's leisure. Yep. That that's not taking investment. When I'm watching a Vikings game, that's leisure that doesn't take well, well is that is that really leisure there's <laughs> david and i are both vikings fans and sad uh, and sad vikings <laughs> fans that does take some emotional investment yeah but you anyway, but you yeah, but you understand yeah, you understand what i'm saying though yeah. so it's like it's it's less about being busy or or being not busy like that's not really even the point yeah um which is why maybe the word pace isn't the best word and why I think the word investment and, and wisdom, I think, probably tell a little bit better story. Because um, w- we have a discrete amount of um, energy, intellectual and emotional, I think that we have the ability to expend and keep, like, not dying, I guess, or or, yeah. bur- or burning out is yeah. probably the, the Christianese words that most yep. people tend to use. Um, like ministry burnout, which which is a real thing. Yeah. Um, I think it's, you know, sometimes a little exaggerated at times, but I, I do think people get burnt out. I myself have gotten burnt out. Yeah. Um, but I think that's, I, I don't know. I don't really yeah. know where I'm going with that, but I, I that's maybe the point I'm trying to make here is like, it doesn't really matter if you're busy or not busy. It's like, what are you busy with? If you're busy with your 18 fantasy football leagues, Okay, I'm you know, I'm gonna challenge you to to maybe do some more kingdom work. Like not <laughs> What not about seventeen, Zach? What about seventeen? Oh, it's all let us Okay. All right. So I don't know, like 
what are some I don't know what are some things that you that you can think of that come to mind, David? Yeah, when you think about the idea of like actual energy focused activity. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, though. Like, there are activities that require a great deal of emotional and um, like physical exertion, and you have to understand how much physical and emotional capital you have on a day to day basis. And like, I think you have to. It's kind of a moment by moment thing because like in some sense like recording a podcast like with another human being like this is like this is like ex- like it's energy like i mean i'm getting energized from it like i enjoy doing this but just like you know that is a way that energy is being right poured out of me um yeah believe it or not listener we care a little bit yeah we do care so we want to do a good <laughs> job so like there is that that sensitive but um yeah you know the other thing i was thinking about though and um, you kind of hinted at that uh, idea of like this is why pace isn't like a really good word because like at some point you just have to stop like there is a point where you like stop running um, and you need to right. like catch your breath a little bit and slow up and like you know that's not like it's not an unchristian thing to do right like you have Jesus in the gospels retreating uh, alone to times of prayer right like you have like I'm going to assume that Peter probably saw fishing as relaxing at points and probably went off and did fishing. Like Paul worked with his hands and was a tent maker in addition to preaching and teaching the gospel. So I think like, I think you have to find those things and those ways in which you can recharge and relax and have leisure time. Um, But yeah, I think, I think going back to our, probably our original point was like, but we also have to evaluate, you know, how much, how much self-care do I truly need? And I know that's, a phrase you love, Zach, self-care. But and that, that's that's a little bit of a like contentious topic too, because yeah, I mean, probably do a whole podcast we, on that. We, we could, because right, there are different circumstances, and I'm what I need is different than what you need, and that that's where there's some wisdom that comes into play, right? You have to you have to approach this wisely and level-headedly, and I think you need to approach it in community with other people. Oh yeah, that's so I, good. I think you need to kind of surround yourself with people who are going to challenge you well who understand yeah. you and who know what your capacity is yeah right because th- think about the the physical thing right this is it's easy to make this analogy to the physical yeah. um if if i'm a marathon runner like you're going to challenge me different than if i've like never run more than a mile yeah um like you're gonna people those people should train differently and the people around them who are helping them train should push them differently. Yeah. You wouldn't expect the guy who's never run a mile to run a marathon. And if the guy who normally runs marathons runs a few miles and is like, Oh, I don't know. I'm feeling really tired. Like you'd be like, nah, dude, like keep moving. Like I know <laughs> you're, a marathon runner. I know you're a marathon yeah. runner. So that takes, that takes, again, it just takes wisdom and patience and, um, you got to, you got to just surround yourself with people you trust and you yeah. have to be willing to challenge those other people that you are close to. So you kind of yeah. got to be willing to sit in both seats Yeah, with that one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think God gifts people differently. I think there are people who are truly marathon runners in the faith. Like, you know, like, I don't know. I'm thinking of like local people and I know he probably gets brought up a lot in this category, but you know, you, you look at somebody like Piper, like John Piper, um, who I feel like writes a book like every like two months. And I'm just like, yeah, how do you do that? Cause like, listen, I don't know how many of our listeners are writers, but like writing ain't easy. So like the <laughs> fact that he's just pumping out books in addition to like daily podcasts and articles and all that, like 
that's crazy. Like, it's, that's a crazy pace. It's funny that you bring up writing. For those of you who don't know, Theology of Played Men, this latest iteration of it that we are now, you know, when it grew beyond just Matt, Michael, and myself, yeah. we were like, we're going to be a blog. <laughs> and occasionally, How's that going? <laughs> and occasionally we're going to do podcasts. And then we figured out writing's hard, <laughs> and David might be the only one of us who's any good at it. <laughs> So we canned the entire blog, and we no longer like pay. But hey, we, we recognize the giftings that we yeah. had and the energy you, we wanted to exert. There you go. Yeah. There's the wisdom. Yeah, right? there's the we, wisdom. Yeah. We we said it's a, it's a resource thing. It's like okay, this is not gonna be our our best bet if we're gonna invest something. Let's just go to this thing that we're gonna spend energy. Yep. on. So yeah. Uh, seems like we're uh, kind of starting to bring this to a head here and starting to wrap it up. So let me ask you this, David. You mm. did. You brought up one thing in the little bit of what you were saying where um, you very briefly brought up the idea of uh, like slow down, take a breather mm-hmm. um, and, re- and and rest. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of want to go there okay. for, our, for our application because if yeah. I was to take a guess, I think most of our listeners are similar to, to you and I where yeah. we've lived a pace of life that's fast. And at, at, and I think our main problem isn't is that we need to figure out how to slow down. Yeah, I, I that's not true for everyone, but I'm going to say for the most part, most of us don't struggle to fill our schedules. Yeah, I think most of us have too much, and we got to f- and and we need to figure out more of how to shift our pace to stop burning the candle so quickly. Yeah. Um, before we get burnt out. So let's, let's go there for our application. I mean, you can go anywhere you want, but (laughs) let's at least, let's at least start there. So to that person who's burning the candle at both ends, um, what do you have to say? Um, man, uh, are we, are we assuming that this is a, a believer who's burning the candle at both ends? Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I think, you can probably take some wisdom from from Paul's words where he talks about, um, you know, if our justification was based on works, you know, faith is null and void. Um, you know, he kind of speaks that way in a variety of places. But basically his point is like, or I'm sorry, no, it, it, the, the comment is um, if it was based on works, then grace is no longer grace, right? And like, you know, the author of Hebrews talks about how, you know, believers, we've entered into that Sabbath rest that God has provided. So in some sense, like, as believers, we should understand rest more than anybody else. Like I have been completely liberated from my sins and my dead works by the blood of Jesus. I didn't do a thing. Um, you know, if you look at the David and Goliath example, like I didn't lift a stone to kill Goliath. Like I didn't help at all. Um, and, and that's what we have as followers of Jesus. And in, and, and in, you know, in one sense, like, yeah, that motivates us to go and do, right? Like, that motivates us to go and be um, disciple makers of all nations. But I think in another sense, it also allows us to say, hey, you know what? If I'm not working, I'm okay in Jesus. Like, I'm okay. I'm okay if I'm, like, you know, because I think a lot of times it's, like, you know, the Instagram culture we have where it's, like, this person's out doing this or this person's working that way. Like, I got to be doing the same thing. It's, like, oh, man, like, you can take a breather. Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm also coming from the perspective of like listening to, um, pastors regularly, um, um, be thankful for sabbatical breaks and just like being able to like take a month off and just like 
not do any, just like, you know, rest, recharge, relax, and, and take a breather. Because I think in those moments, you're actually going to be more useful in the future, right? Like, and maybe I'll close here. I don't know how much time I've taken, but, um, you know, story of Elijah and Jezebel. Like, Elijah is, is 1 Kings 19, right? Like, Elijah is depressed and he's like, I'm, I'm tired of being your minister, Lord. Just like, take me out. Like, he, like he's literally like, kill me. Like, that's his thing. And, and God, the way that God handles it is so interesting because God does two things before he actually like personally interacts with Elijah. He makes Elijah eat and he makes Elijah sleep. And like, that's how he handles this distress. Have a Snickers, depressed. Elijah. Yeah. It's like literally <laughs> like, you're not you and you're hungry. Have a Snickers. Like, yeah, it's just like, but it's like, but the, the principle there for us is like, Oh, there is like a place in ministry for resting. There's a place in life for resting where we're going to actually be more effective if we take a step back at times. So uh, that would be what I would say to somebody um, who is burning the candle at both ends. Yeah, yeah, that's a good message. You are okay, right? That's yeah, a great message. Um, <clears throat> you briefly b- brought this up, and this is where I'm going to land. Mm. Uh, this is a little uh, teaser for the listener. Our next series we're going to go into, we have a, f- a few more weeks here of spiritual disciplines that we're going to do, but the next the next series I think we're going to go into in a little while here, we're going to talk about social media mm. a little bit. And I, I believe that therein lies a big heaping problem yep. when, with our idea of pace, right? Because you, yeah. you kind of brought up in passing like this Instagram culture that everyone's doing all this incredible stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's all we see is all this incredible stuff. And I, I, I not that long ago canned all my social media. Yeah. Uh, all together. I, I, I still have like access to things, right? Because Facebook still has events and yeah. pages yeah. and so, things that are useful. Uh, but I don't have it on my phone, right? It's not at my fingertips all the time. And uh, as, as someone who has been guilty of struggling when I, when I see everyone doing all these incredible things, like that's been a struggle of mine, like emotionally to deal with that. Like I need to keep doing more. I need to do these things. This is out there. We got to do this. We got to have this. Like that's something I've struggled with. Mm. So I found that when I just said, I'm done with it. I do not believe that there's been another single action I've done recently that has changed my life that much. And my mm. outlook on my pace of life has has never been the same since then. Mm. Just the idea of saying, no, like I, <laughs> the people who I need to be looking at are the people who are in my circle. I can keep in contact with people. Like I can find ways to do that. That's not a problem. I have community. I have yeah. my church. I'm, I'm not losing community. Yeah. Right, I, I'm not foregoing that God-designed part of human life, mm-hmm. um, but I don't. I don't need to see this facade that other people are putting on about all these amazing things, right? And and social media can be used for good. I believe it can. In We're my, on social media. In, in my case, it it I couldn't. I yeah. personally could not redeem it in my life. Mm. Maybe someday I'll be able to. But right now I couldn't. And the way that 
the way I saw my okayness, so I'm building off you here, mm. changed dramatically. Um, I no longer felt like I, I finally began to feel okay coming home and being a dad. Mm. Right? Like when I didn't see all this pressure from these people doing all these incredible things all the time, I felt <laughs> like I felt okay just coming home and like playing with puzzles with Harper, right <laughs> yeah. like like that was something i was cool with yep which w- which is a wise use of my time that is a god honoring yep good Absolutely. use of my candle burning and yeah i think that that was an actionable thing i did to be okay with it so i i know that there are people out there who are like me who struggle with that and like I said, we are going to talk about this extensively, so I'm not going to I'm not going to beat this to death here. But consider alleviating yourself of that pressure, because that pressure, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be. This is my opinion. Other people can disagree with me. That's fine. That pressure is fake, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. If if that if that is your only source of community, I guess like I think that I think that's a big problem. Um, so I'm not going to address that, but assuming you have this, a church community, a, a f- group of friends, you have that community and, and you're struggling with not feeling okay. If you're not busy all the time, can your social media for a little bit, at least for a little bit, just like, don't do it. If people need you, they will figure out how to get in touch with you. <laughs> I promise. And like, focus in on outs once you step away from that now you can actually open your eyes and see where you're spending your time and realize that you can be wise you can seek god and he will reveal to you what what buckets to put your time into Mm. um and uh, yeah i think that's that's what i got yeah i think that's good all right david anything else for the listener any no, I don't thoughts, think so. Man. Feelings. Uh, I mean, sports related. I'm so excited to watch Anthony Edwards for the next like <laughs> 15 years. For That's a Minnesota Timberwolf. Yeah. If you're curious, yeah. yeah. Sorry, it's so random, but I'm just oh. that was on that was on my mind. Right yeah. on the forefront of your mind, so yeah. much that it lasted through a how long did this go? A 34 minute podcast. Hey, Amen. <laughs> long a enough one to from day out. one, baby. All right, David. I love you. Thanks for joining yeah, me. Thanks, Zach. Uh, to listener, if you like this. Share it with a friend, like it, and uh, leave a review. Don't forget to subscribe. Um, And truly, we hope that our verbal processing was edifying for you. Have a great week, everybody.